Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Again, let's just take a moment and relax, just focus gently on what the Lord is doing in your life right this minute, right this instant. Just remind yourself that he is not just for you, but you are in him. You're right on track. You haven't missed anything. You're you're doing you're exactly where he wants you to be. You don't need to try harder or be different or try to make up for something. You're right on track. We've been talking a lot about our soul, how our soul reacts to the supernatural realm, the soulical realm, and again, how different our soul and spirit is and how important it is to distinguish it. Now, this is all a learning curve. This is not something that if you pick up a book or even listen to these podcasts, all of a sudden you'll understand the soulical realm and you'll have your questions answered and you'll be able to you know, pass any test or um, you'll be able to know what you believe. Instead, this is a, this is life. This is a lifelong process. Of, of God changing us. What he is doing is restoring our soul. He restores our mind, our will, and our emotions to their right relationship, to their original relationship with our spirit. As he does that, as a natural outflow of that process happening in you right now. Our relationship with this life here on this earth also changes. Through what God is doing, he, he, part of that restoration is he brings healing. He brings truth and peace and rest and assurance and value. Just think if you never had to worry again about pleasing someone, about making someone else happy, as if that were your job. Certainly it's not your job to make God happy or even to bring him honor and glory. He does that all by himself. He's not somewhere wringing his hands saying, you know, I, I don't have anybody to honor me today. I'm, I, my glory meter is low. I need somebody to glorify me. No, he's, he's never lacking, period. 
So we're off the hook as far as making God happy or making others happy or even making ourselves happy. Happiness is one of those intangible emotions that as soon as you start to define it, it it kind of wiggles through our fingers. It's so, because it's so fleeting and different. What you think of being happy today might be different than happy tomorrow. And when we set something that intangible as a goal, you're never going to achieve that goal. And I don't think God wants you, wants any of us to focus on those kinds of goals. Goals that we create for ourselves. Goals that are set for us by the world system, by even the devil, by our own flesh, our own desires, our own need for control. Instead, our success is, we could say, almost on a moment-by-moment basis. You know, we talked for however many years we've been doing this about how much time, how important it is to spend time with God. Just letting him change us with this little involvement, as little help as possible. Just learning to let him do his thing. And what we find is that starts to to spread throughout our lives, our lives, our day to day, moment by moment tasks of the day. So, say you get up in the morning, or if maybe it's a, your, your evening, and you spend half an hour every day with God, just letting Him reveal Himself to you. Maybe you never sense his presence. Maybe you never, you know, say, okay, that's divine guidance, or you never see him intervening in your life, even though you accept that, okay, God is doing his thing in my life, and I can just trust that we're on the right track, on the right path. What we also want to do is start noticing that at different times during the day, things change in us. Maybe somebody who used to just drive us nuts that we work with no longer drives us nuts, or maybe even it's just less nuts, that we are, that our temper starts to not be as bad, that our Whatever, you know, whatever your stress is at work starts to change. Your your level of, of needing to produce, your even, it, it can even go the other way. Things that gave you satisfaction no longer do. Things that you used to rely on to make you happy, make you content, no longer make you happy or content. Because 
in the process of God restoring your soul. Your soul is either willingly or unwillingly giving up control. So our mind and our will and our emotions swing between absolute control and wanting that absolute dominance in our lives to reliance on God, dependence, acceptance of his control over our lives. It's kind of like no wonder we feel like we're being torn apart. We are. You know, the double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. That's you and I. We're the double-minded man, not the unbeliever. The unbeliever only has one dark mind. But you and I, we, we swing between the two. Your, your emotions, we want to rely on them as a bellwether to let us know how we're doing. If we're feeling like we're conquering the world, if we feel like we're pleasing God, if we feel good and confident, we must be doing good. We, we're on the right track. But if we're depressed or angry or sad or, you know, lacking uh, uh, focus, we must have missed God. So we swing back between those two. Likewise with action, sometimes we, we feel like we're getting a lot done. We're, we're making real strides. We're, we're accomplishing things on it for ourselves or for God or we're really we're really getting somewhere versus not we don't feel like we're getting anywhere we're getting nothing done our to-do list is longer by the end of the day than it started and we feel like we're not using our time properly these are all things we swing back and forth and it's but it's hard to accept that that's normal that's that's the way that's where we are right now we're in a transition on an individual basis. And that's been the case ever since the resurrection of Christ. When we could become spirited, renewed in our spirit, which begins the process of our soul being restored. Unbelievers can't have their soul restored because there's nothing to restore it to. The relationship between our soul and our spirit is what's being restored. If your spirit is still dead, your soul cannot be restored to that relationship. So it's you and I that are going back and forth. And sometimes you go, well, you know, wouldn't it be nice to be able to just be done with it? You know, and yes, it would. If God could just, you know, when we are re-spirited, when we're born again, he just kind of bang us on the head and this all be done. That we are truly spirit, soul, and body. One. One in him. But he doesn't. So there's something about the process, because he certainly could. He can do whatever he wants. There's something about the process that is valuable to him. And therefore, it's valuable to us. Again, we don't understand his ways. And it kind of helps to begin with by accepting we don't understand his ways. We don't understand 
his goals. We may in general terms, but we have no idea what that looks like, what being one spirit, soul, and body looks like. We don't, we've never seen it in someone else. We've never experienced it for ourselves. But that's fine. We look for glimpses of of rest, of joy, of that confidence, that conviction, that seeing him, seeing God, you know, what Paul called through a glass darkly, and then we see him face to face. We're swinging between those two. We know he's there. We know his presence is right there, right, right in us and with us, and yet we don't experience it. That's fine. We're swinging between the two. And it's going to be that way. And that's not, getting through this phase is not what's important. It's letting God have his perfect work in us. Speed is not what's important. You know, that's the whole whole idea of, of patience. Patients have its perfect work. And what does that result in? Acceptance and value and gratitude. Gratitude of what God is doing in us right now, even as we speak. So we've talked about setting aside that time on a consistent basis and having our senses tuned to what God is doing. And even if we don't recognize, okay, now I'm, now I'm see, using different senses in my soul to see what God is doing during my day, even if we don't consciously do that, we start sensing changes in ourselves, maybe changes in others, maybe changes in our circumstances. But we let God reveal to us what he chooses to. We don't have to have all the answers. We don't have to know the, the beginning, the end, everything in between. So as we do spend time with him and we start understanding how torn our soul is, we lower our expectations we don't put as much pressure on our soul, on ourselves, to try to conform with spirit. Don't expect your soul to act a certain way. Because acting is just faking it. Instead, God is changing your soul. freeing your soul, freeing your mind. Now, we experience, as in this process, we're going to experience things that we may not even have words for. You know, we talk about the presence of the Lord, you know, being able to sense his presence. Each one of us is going to have a different experience of what that means. And we may not have words to be able to 
frame it for ourselves, let alone explain it to someone else. That's fine. Each of us needs to experience his presence for ourselves anyway so we can encourage one another. And part of the whole being in fellowship with one another, being in sharing sharing our own experiences, sharing what others have shared with us, part of that is that there's no that there's not a 10-step solution. If you do this, 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 and this, then God will restore this part of your soul. If you do this, 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 and this, then he'll restore this part of your soul. No. Your soul is one. Your mind, will, and emotions are part of your soul. They're one. They're intact. Now, yes, there's absolutely, there's healing, there's scars, there's generational things. Your generational soulical DNA may need to be repaired. But God knows everything. God knows every aspect of your soul that needs to be remade so it can be restored. So what do we do while God is doing his thing? We learn to live as a spirit being with a soul that has a body. Just as we don't wait for God to restore our soul and then our body is going to follow along. We don't wait for that to happen to take care of our body, to learn how our body works. Just as part of your development, you're growing up, you learned how your hands worked, how to crawl, how to stand, how to walk, how to feed yourself, how to ride a bike, how to, you know, how to talk, how to go beyond the swings, how to play. We've learned all these things without having an expectation that we need direction from God or a, an approval from God. It came with the package. Your physical development in your physical body came with your physical body. Now we, you know, we could say we, some develop at different stages. That's, that's absolutely true and that's perfectly fine because physically we are each unique. And soulically, we are each unique. And left, if our soul was left to its own devices, our soul would be so part of our spirit, would be part of our spirit immediately. Let's say God saved you, and at the same moment that he restored your soul, he restored your spirit, he also did everything that needed to be done with your soul. And your, your soul received perfect healing, perfect restoration, perfect, you know, all the regret gone, all the, uh, the, the generational DNA repaired, everything repaired. All The truth, you, you know, your soul is set free because you've encountered truth. Your soul would be one with your spirit immediately. It is those defects, the bad habits in your soul that is keeping your soul 
from reunion with your spirit. If God wanted your soul and spirit reunited, now it would be. But it's part of the process. There's something we wouldn't learn. There's things we wouldn't know, we wouldn't experience, if that's the way he did things. So he arranges every circumstance in our life to produce the results he wants. So with our actions, with our mind, with our emotions, we swing back and forth. And very often that's frustrating to us because, again, we've been taught so often that, you know, if you're in the will of God, everything's perfect. You don't have, you're never depressed. You know, you never know what to, you always know what to do. This has always been an interesting aspect of, of divine guidance, that we think that if we are hearing from God, we'll always have the, the information, we'll always have direction as to what decision to make. For instance, we, we so often believe that, say, you're trying to decide whether to move to one city or a whole other city. We have this expectation that if we pray and we fast and we ask God, that we're going to get direction from him about which city to move to. Now, sometimes we do, but that isn't necessarily a sign, an indicator of anything other than your soul being, hearing more clearly from your spirit, because your spirit already knows what your tomorrow brings. But here's a little secret. Odds are really, really, really good that whether you move to city A or city B doesn't really matter. If it matters, you will find yourself in the right city. Whatever decision, whatever decision making, let's say you've come up with a pro and a con list for both cities. And city A, you've got ten pros and two cons. And city B, you have two pros and ten cons. And so you go, okay, well, I'm going to go with city A, which has ten pros and two cons. And pretty soon you find yourself moving to city B. He draws us in the direction. He leads us along the path. Certainly nothing wrong with going through that process and and wondering and asking God. But very often the results that we get through that process it's not about the answer that we're seeking so as we begin to continue to spend time with him let me encourage you to extend not just extend that time but extend the time you are looking for him throughout your day 
one of the things that I started doing way back when was when at lunch I would take just 10 minutes and be alone and just, you know, what I, I called it centering myself. Just let myself separate from everything going on during the day and be objective and just relax and let God reveal himself to me. And then I started doing it additionally five minutes here and five minutes there. And I noticed that the more I did that, the more it increased my awareness, not so much of what God was doing, but what my own soul was up to, what my own soul was thinking, what my own soul and, and it can be very surprising. You know, why Why was I so apprehensive about this meeting? You know, why does that person bother me so much? Why am I working here? Right now in, this, in, in our culture, we're, we're hearing a lot about this, the, the term mindfulness, where we're, we're, we're encouraged to become mindful of our life, what we're experiencing on a day-to-day basis. Well, I suspect people don't know this, but all they're really doing is learning to become aware of their own soul. It's not about out there. It's not becoming mindful of what's out there in the world, in their environment, but inside, internally, what they're thinking, what they're feeling, what they want, what they don't want. Now, what's interesting, and this is where we always want to remind ourselves, is what your soul experiences and what you experience about your soul, your mind, will, and emotions is not necessarily true. What we're going through this process, we're learning about the solical realm and the supernatural realm, but we're doing it through a glass darkly. Your soul has filters on it, sunglasses. And your soul's perception is off. This is why so many people that get caught up, or some people that get caught up in this whole mindfulness, lose relationships, lose their, their job, their business, because they get so caught up in how it feels, or you know, coming up with a new direction in life, because they are misinterpreting what they are experiencing during mindfulness. But you and I, if we've been born again, if you've been born again, your spirit has the truth, is experiencing the truth. And as we learn learn how our soul works and are become more aware, that would be our term, is an increased awareness of our soul, 
rather than mindfulness, because it's not a mindfulness or emotionfulness or willfulness. It's soul understanding our soul, becoming aware of our whole soul. We we are we remind ourselves that our soul is not truth. Our soul is going to lie to us until until it's fully restored. Your soul is going to lie to you. Your mind is going to lie to you. Your will is going to lie to you. Your emotions are going to lie to you, and they're going to mislead you and misdirect you. And this is part of where we enter into God's rest. That even though this is what's going on in our soul, God himself and through our spirit is leading us and guiding us and directing us. Step by step by step, we don't need to worry about missing him. We don't need to worry about anything. We can understand the the tug and the pull and the pressure is all part of the process. And even while that's going on, we can enjoy his presence in the spirit. So start spreading time throughout the day. Set you know set your alarm for you know a, a mid morning break or whatever, and just five minutes. Because every time you do that, what you're doing is you're increasing an expectation, and you're giving your soul a little bit of a wake up call that your soul is not in charge. Your spirit is. And remember, your soul is going to continue a bad habit as long as it works. The less attention you give to those bad habits, the easier and the faster God will just remove them. And you may not never notice. You may not notice the changes God's making in your soul because you are going to be so enamored and appreciative and enjoying the restoration that God is doing between your soul and your spirit. Hope that makes sense. Be encouraged. Again, you're exactly where God wants you to be right now. Don't turn to the left, turn, don't turn to the right, don't try to figure out, okay, what did I miss? Where have I gone? Right here, right now, this is where you're supposed to be. You're on his path. He's leading and guiding you. So feel free to drop me a line at org or through Blog Talk Radio. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.